This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, a service that makes it very fast and very easy to create your own website, portfolio, or online store. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS at checkout for 10% off your order. I will. Good. Good, Jake. Thanks, Chris. I am. You are not. It is January 7th, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs, oh my god, 192, I think? Uh, starting off the year strong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'd never believe it, but you got it right. It's 192. I'm Chris, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Nick Brecken. All right. Oh, man. Yeah. Sean is somewhere, and Danielle is at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just us. So it's just us. Last week, it was just me. That was very strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. I didn't make Just it, you? I didn't do a whole episode. We played some... It was, we, it was a clip show. We played some classic oh, content. Oh, okay. Uh, but I just got to come into the office alone to record the intro to that episode, which was... You should just do that every week. <laughs> we have enough. We have enough material right. now that we it's can time just, to just start. Yeah, just replaying everything. Yes. That's what this, this American Life does. That all the time. That's they true. just like replay old episodes. Yeah, and they don't. They don't mention it or anything. I mean, yeah. Every once in a while, they'll put in a little thing that's like, you know, two thirds of the way through, right. they'll be like, "This this was first broadcast in 1999, yeah. and this thing has changed and is no longer accurate." What we need since to do then. is just. But that's yeah. the only. We need to develop an algorithm that changes right. all of the sequel names to just one digit up. Oh, no. <laughs> so just, I'm so Starcraft excited for three. Starcraft 3. <laughs> oh, man. Far Cry Diablo 6. 4. <laughs> At this point, all those series, like Far Cry, Diablo, Starcraft, those all will just be the same game forever. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Well, that's, you don't need to even have, you don't need to increment the thing. You just need to have the guy, Just we just get Ira Glass to come in and say, uh, Chris and Nick are not really excited about StarCraft 2 anymore, but they still play it sometimes. And then just like, <laughs> just keep going. There's two ways you could go, because you could go that way, or you could make it even more future-proof by just removing all the numbers. Because have you noticed the way that, that people no, talk true. about games, yeah. and not just games, but sort of blockbuster franchise films, yeah. they don't even bother yeah. saying which one they're talking about. I bought about. Call of Duty today. They, yeah, they just yeah. talk about it well, as just, if the only one that matters is the latest one to be put into your face. Or it's just the new. So if if, if you oh, yeah. take the suffix two from the StarCraft conversations and just have it be the new StarCraft. Yeah, you're the right. The new, think, new Super Mario Brothers. Well, just when you first <laughs> mention it, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm playing the new StarCraft. Anyway, StarCraft, 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 StarCraft. And yeah. then in yeah. five years... I'll be like, that unit isn't there. Oh, they were at a press event. So maybe that unit was in at the press event. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, good. We've we've worked out our long-term content strategy right. for Idle Thumbs. This so is, anyway, this, guys. This the the so in fact, brings. I will no longer be referring to any Idle Thumbs episode by its number. Yeah, that's uh, true. To further feature-proof. <laughs> Have you guys played the new, that new game, Thumbs. Braid? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you can rewind time. Oh, new Braid. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. ever find that you want to rewind time? <laughs> So I was playing this video game, Braid. Oh, I, that's a good one. Yeah, I've had an Xbox 360 since GTA 4 came out, and I finally decided to plug it into the internet. Wait, are we talking? Yeah. For real? Okay, yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever no. wish you could rewind time? <laughs> it's like a bad I heard, you, I heard you can do that in, in a game. <laughs> oh, in Braid, the video in game. Braid. Yeah. Anyway, so I was... Braid. I, was I heard you the video do game? that in Braid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. I heard you can do that in... So Braid is this game where you can <laughs> rewind Christ. time. <laughs> I heard you can do that in Braid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jake just threw a Whoa. container of Left 4 Dead mints at me, and somehow it's I like caught bullet them between time. two fingers. That was amazing. You were slowing it down. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, anyway. I heard you can do that in that game, Braid. 
<laughs> oh, that, that that upcoming that that new game braid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I played a game by um, Unknown Worlds, who mm. made uh, Natural Selection Two. This was a a weird thing. I was at a I was at a party a few months ago, um, and I I ran into Charlie Cleveland, who is one of the uh, two guys who co-founded Un- Unknown Worlds, Natural Selection, Natural Selection Two, and and I'm like, and they had I think just launched Natural Selection Two. When did that game come out? Gosh, uh, two years ago, maybe. No, no, Natural Selection Two. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. no, Natural Selection Two. Eh. Natural didn't Selection One was like out? a Half-Life. Yeah, yeah, but what? didn't but didn't Natural Selection two? I feel like it was in beta. For it was while, in so beta and yeah, sort of rolling. Yeah, but it only like, on it actually, but it yeah, only like released. I think last yeah. year, like okay. late last year. Yeah, right? sure. I think. Yeah. I think so. Um, I played it a long time ago, but yeah, so yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I'm like, oh, so you guys are like, but in any case, they were still working on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you you working on something else yet? And he's like, oh yeah, we're about to ship our, we're about to like release our next game. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's this like submarine thing. It's called Subnautica, and it's like a survival exploration thing and i was like what on earth and he the way that <clears throat> in the time frame he was talking about i just kind of assumed it was like a 2d like mobile kind of mm. side scrolling thing but it's like a minecraft game and it really? just came out like it came out in early access a few weeks ago so it's first person then yeah it's first oh. person and you're in like an ocean um and you're like big crazy sailing you know ship you're crazy ship uh, vessel <laughs> yeah your, your big enormous vessel like crashes or something happens and so it starts as that your like massive vessel is just kind of on fire just mm. just halfway sticking out of the ocean and you're in this little escape pod and oh. you can leave the pod and uh, and dive um into the ocean and you have limited oxygen and you can swim around and there's you know you're there's a little flashing beacon on your skate pods. So you can get back to it. Um, and it's, it's not blocky like Minecraft, but it's very similar to that in that you just gather resources from the world and you can dig in the sand and find like salt hmm. and quartz. And you can grab little fish that float by or get attacked by bigger fish that are dangerous. Um, and you can actually turn off the survival parts, which is really cool. I think, cause I never enjoy Mm-hmm. that part of games like that's that even, that's the um, thing in minecraft too you can just turn it into creative mode right but in this game it's just a toggle in the game um <clears throat> is minecraft like that too or i think it's, it's at least it on a server mode. you can switch right, to okay, switch yeah. but i don't know yeah. single um, player. this i don't know if it's multiplayer i think it's only single player um i, I there's no multi-nautica not that i'm aware of but also it's still quite early so when i first saw that the game suddenly was out on steam i'm like holy shit this guy just like told me about this a couple months ago and their game's already here um, but then I, I I got it and I downloaded it and it's really oh, cool. Oh, it's, it's early access. Yeah, it's game. definitely it is definitely early access, but it's really uh, it's promising. And I I, I did I just do want to put that caveat on it because there's no there's very little structure to it mm. currently. You know, in the way that there wasn't when Minecraft first came out. Although I haven't even played Minecraft recently, so I don't even know what it's like. You can now. beat Minecraft now and get credits. That's even that's a year or two old. Really? At this point. Yeah. How do you beat Minecraft? There's like a, shows what I know a about portal. There's like a portal a that goes to like a, a dragon or something. There's like an yeah. egg. I don't know. I never. Yeah. I it's didn't play Minecraft. Series. I stopped playing Minecraft before the end was there. Yeah. yeah. But this is cool. It's it really um, because you have that anchor where you go back to. You can only you can fabricate things in this like replicator machine that is inside your escape pod. And from there, you can build. Well, I mean, you can you know cook food that's that's more nutritious than just eating a raw fish, and you can build tools, and then you can start. You can build a little. You can build extra oxygen tanks, and you can build a little like ski do kind of thing that zips around. Um, it enables you to go a lot faster. Um, but you're pretty anchored to that to that point because that's where your replicator is, and so it has an interesting feeling that is very different than something like Minecraft because you have this central base that you have to keep coming back to, which I guess is similar to something like, um, uh, I guess Terraria or mm, what yeah. was the one? What was the space one? Ter- uh, Ter- oh no. Space. Startopia. Oh, Startopia. Terraria is the 2D one. It's, it's star something. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. But then they made a sci-fi sequel to it that had like a spaceship that you kept. That Why you could, am like, I forgetting what that's called? It's star something. I, ugh. Yeah. Gross. I don't know. It's Solar Jetman. 
Um, Starbound. 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 Jeez, everyone okay. at home is going, yeah. Starbound. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. And it, this feels very similar to me to that, both because this has kind of a like sci-fi-ish veneer to it and um, and also because of that, the central the home base, kind of base that, yeah. that Starbound has. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it having more developed stuff in it, but um, it's still really like promising currently, just like going around the ocean. It's, you can tell it's going to be beautiful. Um, it's these like big, vast uh, seascape vistas and like, you know, big reefs and, and like at night it's really fucking scary. Cause you're, di- you're like diving really deep down into the middle of the ocean. And it's did you die dark? Yeah. I, I died. Um, Several times you can die for all kinds of reasons. You can die from hunger or from oxygen loss or from being attacked by being scared by mon- monstrous fish. Yeah, you can just be really scared, and no, it doesn't. That doesn't when your scare meter goes up, <laughs> uh, you can get dehydrated. Um, but it's cool. I don't know. It's it's cool. I enjoyed uh, poking around in it. It's called Subnautica, and it's by Unknown Worlds, the uh, people who made Natural Selection. That's and Natural cool. Selection too. Yeah. Oh man, strange. Strange game to talk about on, on Idle Thumbs, but not really, I guess. Chris, both of us played this, and I just remembered it just now. It's a party game uh, made by the people who make You Don't oh, Jack. yeah. It has the unfortunate name Fibbage. <laughs> but it's... Um, <clears throat> we played it on New Year's. It's basically... Um, if you've played Balderdash or a game like that, mm. where... The game. Wait, hold on. Sorry, I guess I was. I just need to correct myself. I guess I was totally wrong about when Natural Selection Two came out. I guess it was two years ago or a, something. Yeah, longer ago, like a year and a half ago or something. I don't know why I thought something happened more recently. Hmm. I guess they they must have just kept updating. It, it. was a long. Uh, I know it was in development campaign. for a long ass time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what I was thinking exactly. I was trying to explain this elaborate game, Chris. I know. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I just, this is another thing that people are going to yeah. email in because I got it wrong. So anyway, it's this, the concept of it is actually very simple. So it's it's re- reintroduced. The it's con- called, it's called Fibbage. It's yeah. by the people who made, you don't know, Jack, you can get it on, I think, uh, I think it's on Xbox one, PS three, PS four, mm. and probably some set top box, Amazon fire things or whatever. Um, but instead of it being a trivia mm. game, it's more in the style of, of like, uh, balderdash where, or, I guess something like Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples, where the game throws a topic up on screen, um, and the, the Balder like it's like in in the card game Balder or in the wow in the board game Balderdash, a subject is presented like a, a word is presented, then everyone who's playing writes down their alleged definition for it, and they all right. get put into a stack, and then someone reads them all aloud, mm-hmm. and they choose the winner. The way that this game works is it will put up a sentence that just has one missing word where I can't even remember a single example of the sentences, but they're just odd historical facts where it's like in 1845, uh, someone in Texas was arrested for blank. It's more interesting and specific than that. But then the way that the game actually works is everyone has to have uh, any, anything that has a web browser on it uh, because you use your phone as the input device. So Mm. you play it on a, on a PS4 or an Xbox or something but then you can you anonymously type in whatever. It looks the like it's on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and Fire TV. Oh, that's what I said. Crazy, I got it right. Yeah. Um, everyone, you just go to the web page and the mobile version of the site. You type in a four-letter mm. code. It then logs you into that game. So you're logged into the game on the site, and your web browser just turns into a live remote for the game. So everyone submits an answer. It anonymously puts them up on the screen, and then also you can vote. Uh, or you can pick which one you think is the correct answer because if there's four mm. people playing, five things come up on the screen, and it's the four things people submitted as well as the correct answer. So you get a thousand points if you guess the actual correct answer, and you get five hundred points if someone fell for your choice. It's um, and since it's a you don't know Jack style game, it's got the same narrator and all the sort of live uh, host voice that is yeah. yeah all that all that stuff. I don't know if I have a huge takeaway from this other than I didn't really know it existed until a few days before New Year's. Yeah. I, and I, I, I like no I didn't really even know those guys were making anything new beyond You Don't Know Jack. And I enjoy it so much more than You Don't Know Jack. Like I liked hmm. that game a lot when I was in uh, high school or whatever, you know, yeah. when it was yeah. in the in the nineties. But this you know, and it had that feeling of 
you could have three friends around a keyboard and it kind of felt like you were all actually playing a game together. In this, right. the fact that you actually are contributing the content goes so much farther towards <clears throat> making it ridiculous because, like, mm-hmm. just strange, you know, if you're playing it with clever friends, the answers are all completely outrageous. And then immediately, like, the way that it paces showing who voted for what is a really good reveal every single time where you see your thing come up and you're just like, oh, shit, that means someone voted for it. Then it goes boop, boop, and shows who voted for it. So you obviously <laughs> then mock them. Uh, and then at the very end of each round, or sort of once you voted, you can just award basically Facebook likes to the ones you didn't vote for. <laughs> uh, so then it shows everyone's answers. And then and then it sort of pauses for a beat. And then boop, the, uh, who, which ones of them got yeah. likes come up at the very end. So like yeah. the person who submits the, the joke <laughs> answer that is obvious bullshit but is really hilarious in and of itself. Right. Yep. We we had a few cases of kind of emergent running gags that, that would just yeah. come up throughout the thing. Like somehow, somehow Die Hard 2 DVD cases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Die Hard 2 DVDs. Yeah. Was our, got submitted for like four different. Yeah, there, was, there was one question where it was vaguely plausible. It was like, no, it, it was like Bruce Willis shipped 15 boxes of the, of blank <laughs> to troops in Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. And then someone wrote Die Hard 2 DVDs. And someone else wrote dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both of which ended up becoming recurring answers. And so, right. you know, obviously the people who use those oh, yeah, recurring he, answers he just, aren't... He shipped 2,000 blank. So one of the answers was right. dollars and one of them oh, was... Oh, one was boxes <laughs> of Die Hard 2 DVDs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it's good. It's it's really unusual to play a video game in which you have to actually input natural language. That just doesn't happen that much anymore, yep. right? Ever. Like, it just... It's not a thing that has been around very often yeah. since the days of text parser adventure games. Yep. The the game that it actually reminds me the most of is not like here's the worst thing. This game is called Fibbage and You Don't Know Jack used to be made by a company called Jellyvision. Jellyvision split and their games division is now called Jackbox Games. <laughs> worst name. <laughs> so Jackbox Games worst name makes Jackbox. Makes Fibbage <laughs> which is worst thing. But well, um You Don't Know Jack <laughs> in the 90s was published by Berkeley Systems, the people who made the After Dark screensaver. Right. Before, uh, oh man, oh god, Berkeley yeah. went out of business because they got bought by uh Sierra because Sierra wanted you to know Jack, I think. Um, and that was when After Dark Screensaver was brought to you by the makers of King's Quest and Half Life. Um, <laughs> but Berkeley Systems had an online network called Berserk, I think, which was insane and ahead of its time because it had every week or every 14 days there was a new You Don't Know Jack oh, yeah. episode that would go up on it. The Net oh, Show. Oh my god. You Don't yes, Know Jack the Net Show, which is, which is ad supported. Oh, and they weird. also had a game called Acrophobia, which yeah. I played to death because what Acrophobia was, I think it was actually originally started as someone's IRC bot that they then like licensed or cloned into this online game. That was, so it was a chat room, but then uh, each round would be just a three-letter acronym would come up, and you would choose what you thought that acronym stood for. They all showed up on screen, and people voted for the best one. And then there were also themes, where you go into themed rooms, and there'd be themed yeah. rounds. And, th- like, that game was obviously ridiculous. And the worst thing about it is, you you know, you would end up with just, oh, my wacky acronym is mm. ass-fart-bitch. Like, <laughs> cool, good. But, uh... uh yeah. But th- this game, the, the fill in the like blank you thing. You thing that is like an actual acronym for like a military base. Yeah, AFB. That's oh. like totally a thing that would actually happen. Right, yeah, yeah. If no, you yeah. get that acronym, it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. And then, but then someone puts in just total Edwards. total trash. Yeah. Um. It it reminds me entirely of that, even though I think that they have no connection to each other, other than they shared a publisher and were kind of inspired by that party game thing. But that like playing this reminds me of yeah. playing old. Yeah. Like. Not as far back as text parser interface stuff, but like chat room games yeah, and that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Sure, totally. And I that's a better much better touchstone than mine. I didn't mean to imply that this was at all. Not since adventure for game. a mainframe. Well, it's, <laughs> it's just a really uncommon thing to do in a video game published in the two thousand tens. Yep. You know, just no one ships stuff like that. And how would you even on a console? It would be, and that's right. why they, that's what's so brilliant about you, because everyone has a smartphone now. Yep. Everyone has a device with a soft keyboard on it. Yeah, um, they, it's really clever. They, um, they have a thing called the Jackbox Party Pack, which has, Fib- oh, yeah, this was frustrating. The, oh, this is infuriating, because in addition to, in addition to Fibbage, they make a version of You Don't Know Jack that works with the same interface, so everyone can just buzz in on their phones. 
Okay. Which I think is really smart. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. But then they also have a Pictionary variant as well, which uses the same system, but you can draw and then all your, your art goes up on the screen. But the only ones that are sold individually are You Don't Know Jack and the fill in the blank game. You have to p- pay like, uh, I don't remember the amount of money, but it was an, a, $25. It was, you had to pay $25 for all of it, which is fine. Yeah. And, and you can't buy any of the right, individual it's ones. It's fine unless you're a customer yeah. on the Xbox Live store and you buy Fibbage first and then go, I can't, because they don't, <laughs> right? Yeah, they Ugh. put it up as a separate SKU. Why isn't that a launcher that has DLC for all of them? Right. Why? <laughs> oh, it's infuriating. Why can't I press a button and pay a few dollars to have the other game show up? Wait, wow. The Jackbox Party Pack is on Steam. Oh, interesting. Oh. It has, you don't know, Jack 2015, Fibbage, Drawful, Word Spud, and Lysewater. Oh, those names are all so bad. <laughs> Players <laughs> play using their phones. You can just use your phone still. We should just get this on Steam here in the office. Yeah, we're dumb. Okay, good. Because... You don't know Jack and Fibbage are both like really good solid games, and that company must have just amassed so much You don't know Jack content at this point because even since they they've been doing You don't know Jack oh, again in their new incarnation just, since yeah it's been five years or something like yeah, that yeah yeah this I, I have to say this phone thing is the more I think about it the more brilliant it is because this means they can ship a cross platform game you know usually the problem with buying a party game on Steam is that you're locked people, into that, yeah. Well, it's like people just people's computers are just not set up. To have, people, a lot of people just don't have like four controllers for their computer, yep. for example. But like the fact that they all just use this your phone just, no matter what, like, or an iPad or, or another iPad computer, or like, whatever another computer, literally anything that has an internet browser, yep. mm-hmm. um, makes that incredibly convenient. Yeah, no, it's smart. They, I, it seems like they looked at like when you buy uh, a Chromecast or a, a Roku or an Amazon Fire or I set up a, like a Netflix channel on your Wii or something where it's like. Type in the four-digit code, and then within a spooky amount of time, it just automatically syncs and registers your device. I'm like, oh, why don't we just do that for game controllers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. these games, it's fine if there's a little bit of lag because as long Whatever. as you beat the buzzer, yeah. it's fine. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's we spent, we spent more time talking about this than I wanted to, but I, it was a it just it was a game that was so at odds with anything that I've played in such a long time that it, oh, that's good. That it, it sounds good. Yeah, I want to. Play I was game. struck. You should. It's on Steam. Oh, the stupidly named Jackbox Party Pack. Well, I, in another in another stupid move, it doesn't look like Fibbage. It's alone is available on Steam. That one's only available on Steam on the in the party pack. In the party pack. So there's dumb bundling stuff going on with these games. If you if you're releasing them on Steam, why aren't they all separate SKUs that then are in a pack? Whatever. They've got a biz dev guy. They have a good reason for it that they've told themselves. <laughs> it's so frustrating to me. Because yeah. you can't just tell people to get one of them, which I'm sure makes them eh, get, the, get the Jackbox season pack. <laughs> no individual SKUs allowed. Um, anyway, that's that game. Nick, what have you been doing? <laughs> I've been typing words into my phone. Um, I don't. I you know I I uh, well I uncovered uh, my Super Mario Brothers uh, Happy Meal figurines. Uh, Good. That's <laughs> what? that's really the most what? notable thing that's happened to me since. What, what I, does that mean? What <laughs> you don't remember the Super Mario Brothers three um, Happy Meals? The uh, the little uh, I don't think I was the Goomba not, with I the suction cup. The, the, the suction cup is his We've face, talked his about this before. I we, know you I think have, but I, it's not internalized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found them. It felt it memory. felt uh, revelatory. Um, Do you have them all lined up? In oh your yeah. desk? Oh god, yes, yes. Oh, it's fabulous. Do you lock them up at night? Those are going to walk. God, what else have I done? Uh, <laughs> Getting those Mario Three figurines. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, I played a lot of games. Uh, mostly, uh, have we talked about the Outer Wilds on this podcast? Oh, I've heard this is amazing. I've not. So played it yet. I have played it. Um, I I probably have not played it enough to do it justice, but I can certainly say it's worth checking out. Yeah. Um, so what is? So, I know literally nothing about it. So I don't. Other than suddenly one day on Twitter, everyone was like, "Drop everything and play the Outer Wilds." Right. But I, I haven't had access recently. Like it's 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 in an early state, but it is it is very interesting. So it, it Subnautica um is it nautical or nautica? Nautica. nautica. Subnautica. Yeah. Reminded me of it a bit as you were describing it, although it's not um uh it's it's entirely exploration based. So you you um. Gosh, how to describe it? Uh, it kind of feels like what um, uh, No Man's Sky, uh, like the, what I would want No Man's Sky to be. I guess is a is a is one way to describe it. Interesting. You you start out. Is that, on, are you saying that because you suspect No Man's Sky will not be that, or because well, No Man's Sky is yet? it seems like it's aggressively procedurally generated to the mm-hmm. point that I don't know what meaning you're going to extract from its exploration. I hope they do a good job of that stuff. Okay. But this game, I feel like, is an authored uh, take on that kind of game. And mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting. So you start out 
Um, it's a first-person game, and um, gosh, I, I mean, I, I guess you, it's it's science fiction uh, uh, in theme, but you, you know, you're on this planet, and uh, it actually kind of fe- weirdly feels like a Nintendo game. Uh, in fact, I think I think right now there is some Nintendo sound effects in there. You walk up to a guy, and um, just a weird little text box pops up when you talk to people, and um, you're just in this sort of like. Uh, 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 just a tiny little area. It just reminds me of like the the villages in like Ocarina of Time. It's that kind of aesthetic. It's that low poly, um, uh, like nineteen ninety eight feel. And um, it's really, it's really, it's 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 kind of interesting. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not a pretty game. But in any case, you <laughs> you uh, you get eventually you get to um, they sort of tutorialize a few things, uh, mm-hmm. um, and you jump in this spaceship. And the nice thing about um, everything from there on is that it's it feels very um, uh, free in a way that I didn't expect. Like you jump in the spaceship, you can walk around in the interior of the spaceship. Uh, you jump in the cockpit. Um, the controls are um, uh, you know it's it, it it allows like total freedom of movement in space. You launch off of the planet, and when you do, you realize that this planet is actually like. Um, almost sort of like a, a Super Mario Galaxy planet. Like, it's much smaller than you thought it was. You can see the level that you were just walking around kind of dug into the face of this planet. And from there on, you can just fly around the solar system, and that is essentially just the game. And so you can see planets in the distance. Uh, you put your thrusters on, and you reach planets in, I don't know, like 60 seconds or less. You get to a planet. Um, a lot of them are just... Like they're not, it's not at all um, aiming for realism in any sort of the way like you would think. You, some of them just look like weird brambles and like just like weird. It just reminds me of Super Mario Galaxy. You know, they're not. Huh. It's it's very strange. Yeah. And the, I guess the point of the game is to explore the solar system, discover like what uh, is going on. But then there is a moment where the sun just goes nova. And just destroys everything, and then you get kicked back to the starting point, and have to then go out and launch it's the Majora's a Mask. Launch situation? in a different yeah. It's it, it feels incredibly Nintendo influenced, um, but so I know a lot of people who have said that there are just some incredible moments to be found in this game. Like the stuff that yeah. I've uh, you know heard about that you can find is really interesting. Um, my experience was pretty hilariously uh anticlimactic i just flew around and was i there's this one um just like weird collection of vines that are sort of wrapped up with thorns it's just this enormous weird viney you know it's horrible you said collection of vines and of course i thought of the stupid six second twitter video (laughs) it's a collection of just six second videos playing (laughs) on a terminal uh but no, I and and just this, I was just flying around, kind of lulled into just a weird explorative uh, moment where I'm just you know flying around in this um, sort of gaseous planet, and then uh, this crazy, like um, I don't know, fish monster just came out of nowhere and ate me, and then I, I went back to that planet. Fish monger. It's, it's a yeah, <laughs> and I, I I flew back there. I landed again. Um, I discovered this cave with like like paint like cave drawings of that monster on it. Um, they're, they're, the you painted, yeah. Twitter chillers, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I actually don't really have much to say about the game. I wish I had stories that actually made any <laughs> sense. But it clearly is interesting. I don't. I. I don't. You know. I, I think I'm gonna have to play it for a few more hours before I have anything. You know. Sure. To to bring back. I've heard it's really but cool. It is cool. I will say <laughs> that it seems really neat. Um, that it's cool. It's, yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah. It's 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 just it it was refreshing to play a game that felt that open and kind of just um uh not uh, overbearing in its openness you know oh just, sure yeah. like it didn't feel like this game was a like about exploration in the sense <laughs> oh, that like, you can go anywhere fucking go anywhere yeah why aren't you going anywhere just, everywhere yeah. go everywhere <laughs> have you seen everything why aren't right. you doing it yeah I mean you're giving <laughs> it's okay if you only if players only see a portion of the game right. oh, the whole world's here yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you know you have a list of eight or nine planets and they're not all filled in and when you go to one you launch a probe and it fills in the planet with some information and ostensibly you can discover more things about the planet the more times you go back there but um, I, I don't know yeah uh, apparently there are really cool moments to be found but I haven't I haven't really, I haven't really experienced any of them, but it is cool. It's worth checking out. I don't know if you can play it yet. I think you can play an early version 
on the website, I think you can just download the early, early version of this, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, The Outer Wilds. It's a game that will probably be released and be good. Uh, it's, a, it's a little rough right now, clearly, but um, it's, it's definitely super interesting. Do you know where it came from? It looks like it's... Ugh, no, I don't, off the top of my head. Because based um, on all the people who were sort of suddenly were I know it's been out of done. nowhere, you know, yeah. like promoting this game, I just given the makeup of those people, I assumed this would be like a really small... Oh, it's definitely that, small. But um, the team, but if you look at the team page on their website, there's like 15 or 20 people on there. Oh, wow. So it's not small, small, but also who knows if they're all full-time or what. Yeah, I know it's been in development for a long time. Um, okay. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, uh, I think it's going to gain some momentum here. It feels like it's, it's you know, coalescing finally. It feels like having looked well, at their blog. This game's been around for a while. It was in Indiecade 2013. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So huh. it's, it's, you know... <clears throat> It's clearly been through through a uh, through a long cycle, but it feels like it's it's they finally hit on something that. Um, so it's possible that there's been some churn on the team and some of these. I would I would imagine not 100 yeah, the yeah, whole time. Yeah. yeah, who knows though? It's a weird beast, but it, it's definitely interesting. When um, you say beast, because I kept when I heard the name of this game, I kept just thinking Beast of the Southern Wild, and so I just had like a complete. I don't know why, but it's just this. I, yeah. that's just what the name conjured to me. So I had a complete, I had no idea it was even a space yep. game. Like nope. you were like, and you're a spaceship. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you're uh, a spaceship that's in a sort of hypothetical near future, uh, brink of apocalyptic bayou. Sort yeah. Of culture. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and again, again, based on the kinds of like sort of Brandon Boyer esque people who were promoting the game, I was like, Oh, it's like some kind of weird, like Kentucky route zero, like right. Bayou thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, well, who knows? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, do, I was, there is a planet like, actually the a- moon of the starting planet. You can land on the planet. And, uh, after walking around the, uh, circumference of it, you finally reach a weird guy <laughs> with a banjo playing in front of a fire. So there you go. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's pieces. Southern well, okay, well, space, space. It's just, yeah. it's crazy for me to realize how many completely meaningless and unsubstantiated, associations my brain created in the full vacuum of information like in the outer the outer space of this game is like the vacuum of actual knowledge that i had about this game and my brain filled in that vacuum with bullshit which is completely <laughs> nonsensical um comparisons to yeah. things that make no sense yeah that happens so anyway. you guys want to take a break sure sure Let's take a break i guess well, I know. Video this episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, a website platform that allows you to make your own website, portfolio, or online store very quickly and very easily. They make really nice-looking websites that are highly mobile-compatible, uh, responsive design, all that kind of modern web stuff, um, with all kinds of really attractive themes. If you go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS, you can get 10% off your order. We have a number of Idle Thumbs readers who have uh, built sites using Squarespace. They like it a lot. One of them is Icewater Games, actually, the developer of uh, Eidolon, the very stylish uh, exploration game that I think we talked about on this podcast. Um, we did. S- several months ago, yeah. Um and I went there to to look at it because they told us that they made it with our Squarespace promo, and uh, it's a nice looking website. And I also learned that they're based in Seattle. Oh, I nice. spent a lot of time in Seattle, and it's a nice city. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, and so that's IceWaterGames.com. They're cool. Made a Squarespace site. You can make your own Squarespace site at Squarespace.com with the promo code Thumbs for ten percent off. Thanks, Squarespace. Thanks, Seattle Tourism Board. <laughs> <laughs> and also, thank you to Hover uh, for sponsoring this week's Idle Thumbs. They are our favorite domain name registrar. All of our websites have been registered through Hover.com and have been since long before they ever sponsored us. We love them and recommend them to everybody. Uh, if you go to Hover.com and use the promo code ALERD, a-L-L-A-R-D, you can get 10% off your domain name registration. We put out a call to ask readers uh, some of the websites that they registered 
with the Idle Thumbs uh, hover promo code, uh, the various Idle Thumbs hover promo codes that have happened over the last couple of years. Um, there's a lot. Some of them we've read before, but there are, for example, lords.management, visitation.zone, mana.bar, videojames.net, butts.holdings. And my favorite tweet about this was from Thomas Grundy, who said, I registered is mouth sounds to out yet.com. And by the time I was done, mouth silence was out. <laughs> so that website is not even a website, but the domain name exists. Thanks to hover. You can get all kinds of wacky, uh, TLDs, all kinds of wacky domain names. And just hover. normal domain names. And like totally normal domain names. Like idlethumbs.net. Yes. Like idlethumbs.net. You can't get that one. We already did. Uh, for the other, other ideas, go to hover.com. Use the promo code Allard, A L L A R D. For ten percent off. Guys, we're back. No. Guys, we're back. Okay. We are now. Yep. You did it. Video game. We're back. We're back. Nick, are you back? And we're back. Okay, Nick's back. Oh, we're back now that Nick's back. So I completely forgot to bring this up. Uh, Oh, happy year of the PlayStation Three. Yeah, exactly. And as 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 our first. <laughs> Nick Breckett is destroying his microphone. Uh, as as our first episode in the year of the PS3, um, you guys, I know Jake at least because I I just sent it to you. You saw this article about this like scientist who has been building supercomputers out of PS3s yeah, to yeah. study black holes. I I. I think this showed up in the news. Okay, this bubbled up to the top of the news uh, in the last couple of weeks because yeah. of anticipation for the year of the PS3. <laughs> but I think this actually happened in like 2009, the true heyday of the PS3. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, oh, you know why this, this happened? specific thing happened? Or yes, the, well, this, he, but because it was a, classified as a supercomputer at one time. Yes, but aren't all PlayStations really a terrorist device? But yeah, it was a, a Dartmouth professor. Got Sony to de- to donate a few PlayStations. He bought a bunch for himself, and the university bought some. And he had a 16 computer cluster running Linux. So uh, that was PS3 powered. And the quotes in the article with him were like, "Gaming is huge now, and these things are crazy powerful." <laughs> but um, I suspect that 2015 being the year of the PlayStation 3 and 2015 being the year of Linux on the desktop is why this story came back. <laughs> Neither of those reasons are why it came back because. But I mean, Linux will never gain mainstream accept, uh, acceptance, and PlayStation Three can't run Linux anymore. I don't think so. Well, they said. I mean, in my reading, I read the story like a week ago. Oh, it's I, changed since then. I, you read it? Did you read it before? Oh, I read it in the year of the, not the PS Three. <laughs> yeah, you read it uh, BPS Three. All, all PS Three related articles and materials subtly changed when the clock ticked over. Yeah, um, history is written by the victors, Chris. History is written by the PS3. Yeah, it's like this guy's had a supercomputer on these for years. Everyone has. They're the predominant computer. <laughs> We've all been using PS3s as supercomputers for a decade now. We all started having had done that for a decade as of four days ago. Yes. Well, every PS3 owner has owned and operated a supercomputer. That's true. That's right. true. Or at least like one sixteenth of a supercomputer. Whoa. The thing that happened in 2015 was that everyone's PS3s kind of silently linked <laughs> right. in to the Just, global PS3 it's the trend, cl- yeah, it's cloud. The, we're putting up the, the final PlayStation firmware update. Really? The <laughs> final one? Yeah. We won't need any more after this. They'll update themselves going forward. I thought they already did that. You clearly know as a user of the PlayStation 3 that they do not. (laughs) Yeah. They will now, going forward, they will update themselves through patches that they collaboratively create through their own shared neural network. Yes. They will eventually update the 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 PS4 in your house, and then they will update you. (laughs) Um, They will upgrade the PS4 to a PS3. PS4 booted up, but it just seems to be stuck in an emulator running the PS3 OS. (laughs) Oh, running PS3 Linux. (laughs) Looks like someone ported PS3 Linux to the PS4. That's that's a 10-year-old Linux. What are we talking about? Oh, so you read one that was more current than this? A more current supercomputer? No, no, it's not that it was more current. It was just that in my – when I – I remember it being that this was still something – 
that people are doing. Like, not just a thing someone did in 2009, but as I understood it, this was like, the army has done this as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> there's definitely... But there's, I guess there's a long history of this, because remember in, like, 2001, when it was... There was all those news reports about how you could use your PS2 to, like, launch a missile? Yeah. yeah I think it's because it's well, classified were... as a supercomputer and because right. you could run Linux on them in, in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They like, were they worried that North Korea of... would get a hold of a, of a PlayStation 2. Like, the number of and, teraflops uh... it can perform is, uh, is right. high enough or something. It can perform yeah. a lot of flops. Apparently, um, it's, a, <laughs> a, it's a floating point operation. I think I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was in 2010. The Air Force connected 1,760 <laughs> PlayStation Threes oh, to build a supercomputer. God, this just and to run uh, Shadow of the Colossus at really high res. You know they <laughs> they SLI'd their PlayStations. <laughs> Whenever anyone says PS3s, because that is such an uncommon. Thing to Sorry, say. they connected 1,760 PlayStations 3 to make this supercomputer. <laughs> the thing I was going to say is that when we're talking about PlayStation 3, we either say we, – we usually just say the PS3 or like my PS3 because most people don't ever have any reason I have, to have two ps 3 Yeah, but do you remember that video that yeah. came out when the PS3 launched – when no. it was like impossible to get because it was sold out everywhere, and some guides put up this troll video oh, where yeah. he was like, yeah. "You may have one PS3, however, I have three PS3s <laughs> or something," and he had just a video where he just had like three PlayStation Three consoles, but then like, in his bathroom, then like, the nineties TV ad version of this then has the guy go, "But the PlayStation Three is so powerful; it's a supercomputer." Then like it shows like a full dress uniform Air Force. Like that's true. Right. Like super with like a high huge tank officer. with a really high perspective. Yeah, well, there's just there's yeah. just two fighter jets coming out on either side yeah. of him, but then stacked up even higher than that are PlayStation Three boxes <laughs> that all light up. <laughs> and then that guy goes, "Oh man!" <laughs> um, that ad is actually in production now to air this year. <laughs> but yeah, no, we joked about supercomputers. I think because we kind of knew they were real, but then suddenly people just started inundating us with, "Oh, did you know that there's also there's still people who have PS3 supercomputers? Those supercomputers are way more powerful now." In this year, the year of the PS3. That's true. We finally unlocked the power of the PS3's supercomputer. Well, the supercomputers themselves, they, they will really activate all those the extra tertiary things. processors. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I, SPU now stands for supercomputer processing unit. Oh, is that okay? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You can't prove it doesn't. Yeah. You probably can prove that. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you want to find that's the actually black the la hole. That's the last uh, content of Idle Thumbs in 2015, though. Basically, year of the PS3 starts. The world it. is flooded with PlayStation supercomputer news. World We're is out. flooded yeah. with, with PlayStation supercomputers. PlayStation supercomputers become <laughs> sentient. World ends. No more Idle Thumbs. God creates man. 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 Baby smell. <laughs> what? Some of the smell. What? Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess want to do some reader mail? Oh, we could now. Now that we've got that PlayStation, now that we've pacified the, the sort of encroaching presence of the PS3 singularity. we can, Now we will just pointedly ignore... The oncoming PlayStation apocalypse as we carry on with Reader Mail and other bullshit episodes of this show. Uh, Tom Burmeister writes, uh, Hi, Thumbs. First time questionnaire. I've been listening pretty diligently for about two years now. Um, Hold on. Sorry. I like this guy a lot. He's a good friend of the show. That first time questionnaire is also the last time the phrase questionnaire is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says he listens to us during his two-hour round-trip commute to school every day where he's a school librarian, which is a pretty cool job if you just want to talk to kids all day about games or interested in games for education, blah, blah, blah. Let me know if you want to know more. That's a cool job. School librarian. I like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, being a 31-year-old male, I was blown away by the existence and preposterousness of the Jurassic World trailer and really enjoyed your discussion and Jabe's spinning off of it. Now, how on earth has this not happened for the Star Wars trailer? Have I missed it? Was it on Twin Peaks Rewatch? Are you also conflicted that there's a secret agreement not to talk about it? I got excited when I saw Star Wars in the tag for last week's episode, and then you guys didn't joke about laser cross guards and spinning camera angles falconing. 
I mean, the conversation you had about Star Wars was super interesting, and it seems like I'm complaining, but I love the show and the discussion you guys have, whether on video games or not. Love you all. Even though it's old news, I love Danielle being on there, yada, yada, yada. Yours. Uh, he's from Cardiff, Wales. Tom Burmeister. Um, so the actual answer to why the Star Wars trailer wasn't discussed in our Star Wars discussion last week is because we actually recorded that Star Wars discussion like a week before the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trailer came out. No, that's not true. Yeah, it is. We did, that came out by, on Thanksgiving. No, because I think that that conversation actually had a thing that was on the cutting room floor of just one of us saying, you guys hyped for Star Wars Episode Seven? Yes. I uh, guess, yeah, sure. Why not? And then we ended up talking about all this stuff. Really? That I could have... Because I... No, I, this is an incredibly important discussion that we're well, having. Well, I just remember <laughs> when the Star Wars trailer came out, I, I have a memory, maybe I'm inventing this memory, maybe it was planted there by the PlayStation, PlayStation 3, 3 consciousness, but like... But I, but I have a distinct we're, we're, memory uh, on which Star Wars Episode Seven is already available and is being rendered in real time. Uh, I remember I have a it's dis- no, it's film. not. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very specific memory of the Star Wars Episode what Seven? Yeah, trailer coming out and me being like, "Oh man, if only this had come out a few days earlier, we could have talked about it on that Star Wars." Oh, crazy. Discussion. Okay, weird. Yeah, because hmm. it came out on Thanksgiving, and that that podcast had to be done before. December because it came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, right. yeah. So that's the reason we didn't talk about Star Wars and that discussion last week. It was actually a weeks old. It was like a month and a half old discussion that we had and we'd never used for anything. And then I wish it was a conspiracy to not talk about the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> to well, if it was, I ruined the conspiracy. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. So how about that Star Wars trailer, you guys? I had really strong thoughts about that Star Wars trailer in the hour that it came out, and now I've made peace and don't care, and I'm kind of looking forward to a Star Wars movie made by not George Lucas. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll be not, fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. The it'll end. Be it'll be fine. fine. Don't care about that lightsaber. No, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Herman Strand, Herman Strand Lilling. Writes, Wait a minute. Star Wars trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Thumbs, love the show you guys roll. I'm writing in because Chris talked about not being aware of hair loss as a boy. And I have a story about that. I haven't read the story yet, so we'll <laughs> see if it's any good. Free to rail. <laughs> when I was around 9 or 10, I was in a children's theater group. Our instructor was a hairdresser by day. One day we were talking about this subject, and someone asked her who she thought would lose, her hair, lose their hair first. Another kid already had hair shaped up in a widow's peak and was fairly high up in his forehead, where I had long, dirty blonde hair hanging almost to my shoulders. In my head, I'm thinking, clearly it's that kid. But then she points at me. Me, who always got compliments on his hair. Of course, this scarred me for life, and I've been ter- terrified about losing my luscious locks ever since. I'm now 25, and my hair game is stronger than ever, but I never forget what she said. Thanks for reading this, and always remember to think about what you tell children. Sincerely, Hermy on the forums. P.S. Talk about films more. You guys are great at it. Um, I like this story a lot, because that's to- <laughs> that's totally the kind of thing that a child will never, ever forget. Oh, yeah. If- it's also yeah. straight from, like, a 90s, like, I don't know, Pete and Pete era sitcom or something like the, I don't know why I said Pete and Pete, but just like that. Mm-hmm. It's a very, I just imagine how this would be filmed where the kid is like sitting there in school, like, and they're like, who's going to lose their hair first. And the kid like, there's a kid who's basically bald yeah, already. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's then just, just it's a little weird sort of zoom in on the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, from overhead. And then yeah, the entire the rest of the lens. episode, yeah. the kid would be like sweating bullets. Well, yeah, because he, he sort yeah. of looks around confused as like a pitch bent acoustic guitar chord goes. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. and then he's like at lunch or some other things happening, but he's just right. super antsy about it forever. Yeah, he probably yeah. see he probably goes to lunch and gets a baked potato or something. And, and it's a, like, you know, everything he sees reminds him of a bald head. Right. Lunch lady with the hair and it's like, we'll need this much longer or something. Yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What do you, what, what, huh? Angel hair pasta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of this for you. What, huh? Why aren't we writing a hit 90s Nickelodeon, uh, like, late afternoon show? Why, why we, we, I think we are. Why, why aren't we creating the relaunch of SNCC? Maybe SNCC <laughs> still exists. I don't know. Mm. SNCC's probably its own network with its own retro network spinoff. And junior SNCC. <laughs> God. SNCC Junior? junior. <laughs> Sorry. Did you, have you guys noticed that I, I was in – I see ads for these like on bus stations once every like six months. Have you guys seen that the that TV land – the spinoff of Nickelodeon that used to be just a programming block devoted to it was like old Nick like and Night, old yeah. it was like Anything yeah, black Nick and Night, old Nick and Night, like yeah. old television programming from like <clears throat> the fifties to the through the seventies, roughly, I guess. Yeah. Um, now has their own just original shows. 
Nick at Night also Weird. did that right towards the end of Nick before really? TV Land spun off because they had Hi Honey I'm Home, which was that TV show that was about Weird. a TV sitcom family moving in next door. Although oh. it might have been the detritus of a network show that got canceled and Nick at Night picked it up yeah. and like finished the oh. season or something. Well, they now just have their own shows that presumably are just targeted at the demographic that watches the actual old shows Weird. on their network. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Well, so we live so in a weird we, we world. Every right cable network, <laughs> every cable network has to have a couple flagship original shows at this point, regardless of what it's about. So yeah, yeah. it's true. God, speaking of which, the fucking History Channel. I saw um, movies in this is old man time. Yeah, I know. It's fucking speaking weird. The, the History Channel is just made up now. Like oh, yeah, it's, just no, it's completely it's, okay, made up. It's, it's, I couldn't believe it. This is old man time because no, that is was, old news. Yeah, I didn't true. realize how ridiculous it gotten. I was in the theater, okay. like watching a movie, like an actual movie, <laughs> in the movie theater. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and they had they had this whole block. Of, I was at the theater and I noticed. No, I'm just saying, like History Channel. No, where'd all the history go? <laughs> they had ads for all this crazy shit, like um, like the revelations, like the yeah. end of the world, like yeah. the History Channel that. Well, like, isn't like Pawn it's Stars the or something on the it's history? It's happening right now. Revelation, or no? Yeah, like end of <laughs> apocalypse, like biblical apocalypse, is the opposite of history in two different ways. It's the opposite because it's 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 religion, and also because it's not even in the past. So it's it's like negatively history in multiple ways. Um, and then they have these like Viking shows and all this shit that just yeah. look like bad Braveheart style things i don't know it's yeah. fucking weird yeah. i guess that's what the history channel is now i guess everyone knew this except for me thanks um, history channel for sponsoring this week's episode of idle thumbs <laughs> <laughs> uh michael renneker writes hey i just wanted to mention 80 days is out on android i've been eagerly waiting for it to come out on android ever since it came out on the show i played about five hours the day i got it and love it that is good to know i forget if we've mentioned that or not that it's on android but just in case we hadn't i wanted to read this email 80 days is like Maybe my top game of 2014. It's definitely mine. Yeah. It's so oh, man. Good. So, okay. I was I actually meant to ask if you guys had a goatee and it's 80 days. Mine are 80 days and the Talos Principle. They both pretty late year, late in the year games, but they're so good. They're both so good. Yeah. I played through Talos over, over break. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I love it. But yeah. Um, I think 80 days is still my favorite. I think 80 days is my top. This as well. war of mine is actually pretty high up there. Okay, for me. cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a not the most exciting year throughout. And like no. I, I was on the IGF um judge and jury panel this year. Yeah, so and I. it wasn't as exci it really wasn't as exciting as the last I would say two years. Yeah. Well I struggled to come up with, you know, a lot of things to me, consider. Me too. You know, I, I know. really just uh, yeah. kinda of, well, this is self evident, you know. I mean, okay. Mm -hmm. I, the games that I played that were good yeah. and everything else. This know. reminds me of sorry, the true Idle Thumbs Game of the Year. Neither of you guys were on the show. Sean wasn't even on it. It was me, Danielle, and Patrick Klepek. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how, to that. how do you determine the true goatee on a podcast or any editorial outlet, really. Oh. And the answer is you determine it by volume, by the amount that, uh, mm. of discussion that it has generated. And we proposed on that episode, we realized that um, our YouTube channel, which is updated by, by reader oh, right. Johnny Driggs, he time codes everything. So you could conceivably go to like episode 175 and see how long we talk about Far Cry 4, probably too long. Um, uh, or how long Chris talked about Spelunky over the entirety of this year. Um, if you re if you really just went, took all of the data yeah. and took all the time codes and added them up. So, um, Idle Thumbs reader <clears throat> Joel Schroyan actually did this and sent it in. And the URL is too insane to list because it's a Dropbox link, but I will post it on the forum thread. I'll post it on Twitter. But there's an amazing, amazing website called ThumbsDB that it's it seems like it's just this concept. And then you realize that he has just gone insane. It is actually the most incredible reference that exists for Idle Thumbs. It might be the most incredible reference that exists for, for any podcast in the entire it world. It probably is. It's really amazing. It's, it's really good. It's completely completely nuts um what it is is it's um it, it starts off with that with goatee by volume it's he's it, it has a search field at the top that says january 1st 2014 to december 31st uh, 2014 you press go it then just lists every single game we've discussed and the amount of seconds that they have in them which is impressive enough but then if you click on one of the games it expands down and links it hot links 
to every single individual conversation per episode. So th- then you're like, that's insane. And then you realize that it's date bounded. So if you just put in 2008, it goes all the way back to Idle Thumbs episode one, at which point you can see um, that our overall game of the year or our Idle Thumbs goatee by volume in its entire history is not Far Cry 2. I think it's Sim City. Yeah, it is Sim City. Which is a bummer. That's weird. <laughs> because Sim City well, Sim City was discussed Sim City got all the airtime that it got because Sim City had a, such a huge hype to reality bubble that we talked about it on both sides aggressively, whereas Far Cry mm. two has just been the slow burner of all time enjoyed game compared right. to everything to Far yeah. Cry two talk about it all the time. I yeah. think there was also Sim City got the water was sort of muddled slightly because also I think there were some old episodes where we talked about the original Sim City. Oh, yeah, we didn't. We didn't always do SimCity parentheses twenty thirteen or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But we talked a lot about SimCity. I know we did. For we sure. felt really bad yeah. about it too. That was years ago. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's so interesting and fun to scroll through that thing. Like I looked at, um, I looked up Team Fortress two because I know we've talked about it various times, and it's kind of my favorite example of this because if you look at the list of discussions that we've had about Team Fortress two from the earliest to the most recent, it is just a lifetime history of Team Fortress two because the beginning of it is like. Crazy game from Valve. We love it. And then the next one is like playing Team Fortress 2, Colin, playing a game that is con- continuously updated. And then it's like strange free to play or whatever. Then yeah, like hats. war, <laughs> yeah. the war update, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then like towards the top, then it's like Sean plagued online by people trying to buy his rare <laughs> items. And then the last one is Jake gets made fun of for buying keys. <laughs> but like, yeah, it just it goes from. Yeah. strange novelty to oh man we are in the thrall of this thing to just this is a weird free-to-play what is happening oh man but you can we actually got a lot of i tweeted about it a bunch because i was just so i was blown away by that thing existing the true game of the year is thumbs db yeah but um i linked it on twitter a bunch and i got a bunch of people saying thank you this is actually a great resource because i'm just getting into idle thumbs and i want to be able to go back and pick up some stuff um, I want to be able to like you can just you can listen to anything we've ever talked about by game by episode. It's insane. What I want someone to do now though is to take that thing that exists and then write an Idle Thumbs episode generator. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what <laughs> I want. That's could, the first thing I want. You could just be just like take... Idle Thumbs. Give me the Idle Thumbs Far Cry Two yeah. Mega Blast, or just give me a random roll of Idle Thumbs conversations about three subjects. I want I want to hear about a thirty minute podcast. Yeah. <laughs> of highly discussed content or right. give me all the deep cuts like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. it would be i don't know what i don't know why anyone would ever make that i don't think you can do it you could make YouTube. an intro super cut you can- <laughs> oh my god the intro one is is a funny one to look through because it every single episode ever is on it except for episode one which i guess we didn't have an intro i don't know i was considering making an intro super cut on my own for episode 200 but we'll see if i not to put out in that episode but at the same time because right, li- right. just listening to all the intros is, is weird but whatever yeah, sure. um it's just as a project, I think is fascinating. And it like, I like like weird, like, I don't know. That sort of thing is a thing that a lot of people do, like just with Twitter bots or weird data crunching and stuff. And I've never had it done to content that I've actually been involved with. And it was just yeah. like, it's so fascinating to look at, but, and also like, it just kind of makes you feel good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But then also it makes you feel stupid because you go and listen <laughs> to old idle thumbs episodes <laughs> that are just terrible. Yeah. But, uh, oh man. Yeah. I'll link it on the forum and I'll link it on Twitter. Um, he actually gave us permission to host it ourselves. So I'll probably also add it to the alathumbs.net extras page sometime oh, yeah. over the next cool. week. Because yeah. um, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. Also, and that would not be possible without Johnny Driggs, who's been updating our YouTube page with every episode and annotations for years. So thanks for that. That was already the envy of a bunch of other podcast hosts, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. yeah. But now it's in a database. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, what was our game of the year last year? I actually can't even remember what it was. Our game of the year by volume. Uh, I don't know. I already forgot. <laughs> that was why I brought it up. You find that while I read the next email. Okay. Um, so uh, Duke BG writes, Hey Thumbs, have you ever talked about Freeman's Mind? I've only started listening to Idle Thumbs around April 2010, so there's a chance you've talked about it before then. It's not a game, but a video series that follows the events of the original Half-Life with the narration and vocalization of what's going on in Gordon's mind. I'm writing it because what? Uh, because although Ryan Scott or Ross Scott, the creator of the series, started in 2007, only this New Year's Eve on December 31st, 2014, was the last episode released depicting the very end of the game. 
This is much more than a let's play with the narration going on. He was trying his best and succeeded to create a Gordon Freeman character and live through all of his experiences in the game. I say create because there are ways in which he deviated from the in-game motivations and not just for fun's sake. The personality he ended up with might not be very likable, and I cannot approve everything myself, but it helps highlight a lot of stupid things that gameplay forces if it is considered from a realistic view of an actual person being in those actual conditions. He gets into the situation where he's constantly blocked out with closed doors and has to do obstacle courses to get around just to open them from the other side. He tends to get in places that could not possibly be designed as a real work environment. Rooms with no exits, ladders that go to nowhere, but thin, barely walkable ledges, power generators that block your way with electricity when you turn them on, etc. Nobody but him seems to be able to do or achieve anything reasonable, especially when it comes to dealing with aliens. He tends to push, press any button or pull any levers he comes by. This is important because he doesn't have motives to go. <laughs> he doesn't have motives to go and turn on things the game requires him to turn on to progress. There are situations where NPC scientists are trying to tell Gordon what to do, but he doesn't want to listen to them. The only thing he wants to do is get to the surface to escape this chaotic madness and all the horrible things that keep happening to him. Falling from heights, getting electrocuted, getting shot, having aliens jump on him from any possible angle, and so forth. So he progresses by randomly doing what is needed because he usually has one way to go anyway. An important tangent is tied to fighting the army. In, games, it's, in the game, at some point, you start getting military as your enemies, as it's revealed that they are shooting every scientist instead of performing the rescue operation. Well, the Gordon in Freeman's mind approaches the first army units peacefully, but has to shoot back when he's attacked. He considers this self-defense and assumes those first guys were just really jumpy and confused him with an alien or something. As the story progresses, the amount of acts of self-defense using a submachine gun piles up, and he's astonished at what's going on and why. But he still does not react to them in the way that a player would to enemy units. <laughs> When he has a chance, he tries to walk around them and abstain from murder. He thinks a lot about how, how he would ask his friend to make him a counterfeit ID so he could get out of the country and evade being framed after such a long self-defense spree. <laughs> he walks, not runs most of the time, except cases like enemies jumping jumping him and a rare case where he needs to make the same uh, empty way multiple times. I'm not sure what that means. He also hurt his knees after falling from height at one point and deliberately, only deliberately uses a med kit to apply bandages to his knees. He avoids suit batteries altogether. This looks like a car battery, way too heavy. You should see the series for yourself for the other great things there, subtly commenting on gameplay forcing unrealistic craziness as this email is getting lengthy. But I wanted to congratulate Ross Scott on finally, finally finishing the series and being free from them after seven years and 72 episodes. They can be found on his YouTube channel, Accursed Farms, or on his website, accursedfarms.com. This was not what I wanted my first email to you guys to be about, but I guess I can write more. Sincerely yours, Babu the Wizard, Duke B. Garland. Yeah, uh, Duke, please write us back with what you did want your first email to be about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that sounds really good to me. That yeah, sounds like a thing yeah, that I sounds, would like. Yeah. P.S. On the episode about the Talos Principle, you left out an important detail. Attention, Jake. The logo slash banner image of the game in Steam is a robot hand petting a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so, yeah, I, I've actually seen a couple episodes of Freeman's Mind, but I it never would have occurred to me that it was still going, yep. and not oh, only that, yeah, had only amazing. just been completed. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus, so, Idle Thumbs um, Game of the Year by volume discussed in the year 2014 was Star Citizen with 77.75 ah, mm. minutes. Second most dis- our second our runner up game of the year, Robot News. With, 50, <laughs> with 58 minutes. I miss uh, Robot News. Followed by the intro, followed by Daisy, Destiny, Alien Isolation, Banner Saga, Link Between Worlds, Luftrausers, and 80 Days. That is our top yeah, 10. That all, that all sounds reasonable. I do think... Spelunky I, is not on that Spelunky list. is a ways down. Spelunky was wow. more the previous, the previous year, I think. Year, I think really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Spelunky actually, according to this flies. list, edges out on podcast Dota discussion by like two minutes. In, if you count all years. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I really quickly want to give us... In honor of our Game of the Year by volume, I want to just recount briefly our experience with Star Citizen by the names of these segments. Um, Going from oldest oldest, to newest? I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to give a few of them here. Star Citizen. How it's making so much money. Whoops, it's actually out and still inscrutable. There is no information about it that is not (laughs) fictional. It's impenetrable and possibly EVE Online. Even fans admit it can be impenetrable. Chris can't figure out how to leave the hangar. (laughs) <laughs> that please, sounds like a theme please pay for a weird in-universe ad for this podcast this is some Gatsby level economic disparity shit uh, anyway speaking of even Star the Citizen, people out uh, even the people developing this game are outlandish was one of our final discussions about it speaking of Star Citizen just to, to kick off our 2015 in Star Citizen there was a um, Star Citizen like backer survey demographic backer demographic information survey that got released and it was really interesting 
in some weird ways in that the average spent per like or I don't know average or something but I think like half of backers or something had spent more than $200 on the game as a 97% male which is not a huge surprise um overwhelming majority between the ages of 18 and 32 and then highest concentrations in their mid 20s age wise um but the thing that was really crazy to me was how what what a huge percentage like as i recall the biggest percentage of these users declared their income as $10,000 per year or less which implies i guess that they live with their parents i guess that's what that means probably or they're college students or, or they're college students yeah. yeah they must be yeah college students seems reasonable um or either college students or live at home or both i guess um uh and it was crazy to me to see how much money some people spent on this game. Right, people who are not personally responsible for the majority of their income or don't know how to fill out demographic surveys. Right. But like, <laughs> it actually cross-referenced it. By, like There was a big table that actually cross-referenced reported income with total amount spent. And there were a lot of people who it was very surprising how much money they were spending on Star Citizen given what they were reporting their income yeah that's crazy because when you first listed all of the the amount that people were buying i was going to ask if there was a cross-reference in this data between people who play star citizen and people who bought that ios i am rich app when the app store first came (laughs) out it was like you pay a couple hundred dollars for a picture of a gem yeah yeah but apparently not because i don't think so these people will what i actually want to know is the correlation between Money spent in Star Citizen and amount of time on social networks and forums grousing about how much of a ripoff iOS games are. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't um, do, like, obviously, I mean, I didn't really delve into this data in a really um, comprehensive way. So I, I don't, I couldn't give you numbers about, like, how, like, how strong the correlation between income and and you know, money spent is or anything like that. It was just, it was just, I was just surprised by a few of those figures. Um, it was just interesting to see all that data collected and publicly released. Uh, anyway, I don't know if I have anything else you guys want to call this an episode. Sure. I don't know if I'd call it an episode. You want to call it a piece of shit? Wow. No, that's Jeez. really, that's really oh, rude. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I would call it like I would. a fart. <laughs> you guys are call just... it like a fart. That's not what this episode is called, and I, <laughs> it is an episode. Thanks, everyone. Have a thanks, good- thanks for listening. You can <laughs> find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter at Idle Thumbs. Our website is idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash idlethumbs. On SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash idlethumbspodcast. And if you liked us, please, please, please consider telling a friend and possibly even rating us on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. The International Tunes Store also contains podcasts. And tunes. Cartoons, music. And idle thumbs. And idle thumbs. That's the slogan of the (laughs) iTunes store. (laughs) Cartoons, music, and idle thumbs. That was Steve Jobs' last act. Oh, it's what was his last thing he said? It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cartoons, <laughs> music, and idle thumbs. Yeah. Thanks, Steve Jobs. He said 10 years ago we had cartoons, <laughs> tunes, and idle thumbs. He said that, then he looked up and said, oh, wow. And this is a really, this is a really tasteless thing to talk about. Video game.